0: sleep a little more. It's going to work out. He knows a thing or two about property data, has a cash machine doing about four or five million bucks a year. He takes 500 grand out of that to now build and fuel the software platform he's building called Eastated. Think about about it like a property data API. 75 customers paying that, whether it's kind of a home insurance company or kind of REITs or private equity funds. Uh, It's doing about 17 grand a month right now in in revenue. They're scaling that. They've raised three million bucks. 22 people working full time on it between Canada and Boulder. Low churn right now, burning about 110 grand per month as they look up to scale and drive future growth. This is the top entrepreneurs podcast where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello everyone, my guest today is Josh Frazier. He's he's had an early fascination with Google AdWords and analytics at the age of 18 and then that led him to start Data Nerds in early 2014. Uh, They've dabbled in digital marketing optimization in several domains, albeit real estate is what ultimately hooked them. Their first product was a Carfax for Homes which landed them in the Techstars Boulder 2017 program. Fast forward less than a year, they're now backed by Foundry Group and Techstars Ventures. They're primarily focused on bringing transparency, accuracy and education to the vast and segmented real estate industry. Josh, you ready to take us to the top?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, ma'am. So you were trying to butter me up before this. So I go easy on all the questions. I know this trick. It doesn't work. All right. Me <laughs> up. That's nice though. You listen to the show. You enjoy it. Of course. Good. All right. So you're on Boulder. You're building property. Help us understand what East Data does and how you make money.
1: Yeah, so when we were going through the building the Carfax for homes, there was a ton of demand online to be able to research off-market homes and get home ownership, sale information, tax records, assessor information. And we used handfuls of third parties that have been around for 10, 20, 30 years like CoreLogic, Black Knight, Fannie Mae, those legacy providers and they're you know, exorbitantly expensive and crazy restrictions around licensing. And so we were always looking for solutions where we could own the data and have our own licensing and and provide that to our clients. And while we were doing that, we had to go to a lot of tax assessors offices and sources. And, you know, once you start looking beyond what just single family homes look like and providing one report at a time, and you start looking at full geographies, um, there was just not a good solution to be able to provide this that costs less than 350 grand a year from CoreLogic. And so we kind of went on a mission and made some bold claims that we thought that within a couple of years we could aggregate, you know, over 150 million parcels across the United States and be able to export that in various different ways using 21st century technologies versus a lot of the people that exist in this industry for, you know, the largest asset class that's globally out there is is real estate. So we believe that there should be transparency that users and businesses can access for an affordable price. So still working on it.
0: So who are ultimately, cause you could sell this to a variety of different people. Who are you ultimately selling it to? I mean, is it kind of hedge funds, REITs, that kind of folks? So
1: private equity is a is an avenue. We um, provide about, we have about five clients in private equity that own big REITs um, and or have very large real estate um, holdings. I really like home insurance. I think that industry is massive and so important. And, um, it's, it's again, very traditional, it needs to be updated. And so that's been a primary focus. We have a ton of the largest, um, home insurers in our pipeline and, and we're moving forward with them in 2019. Um, and then real estate tech, if you look at Zillow and Trulia, like there's the Keller Williams, so the bees, Remax realtor, all of them want to get the same sort of online listings like Zillow and they're just being dominated right now. And so why why is Zillow
0: better? better? their tech's better? Their tech teams smarter? Text better. If
1: you look at how many pages Zillow and Trulia have indexed versus like Remax, like Remax has, for example, 5.2 million pages indexed on Google. Um, Zillow has over 30. And so that's why when you type in an address on Google, you don't even see Remax ever. Uh, sometimes on the first page compared to all of the holdings that Zillow has.
0: So what's your play with them? You're, you're, you're doing a, you're, you you're indexing 60 million and selling the data back through to them, or? I wish we
1: could index 60 million overnight. That would make them very happy. Um, Essentially, um, and you know, we're not even totally working on that project with them, but essentially when you zoom in on a map, when you're looking at all the properties, um, these MLS powered websites are only able to provide homes and properties that are currently listed on the MLS or have been, and are on market. And so when you zoom in, if you want to get more pages indexed, you need public record, um, to index every single property that's in that geography that you're zoomed in on. And Zillow has been working towards that and has done a very good job compared to some of these other MLS providers. And now everyone wants to get into that race because it's really important to to keep your brand around and keep it relevant. You have to have really good SEO. And being able to index what would be five million properties versus a hundred and you know ten hundred and twenty million properties, um, you have to have good public record data at an affordable price that's that's scalable. And so those are the tools that we're building.
0: So what are these people paying you for access to these tools on average, would you say? So we have a really
1: simple pricing package for, you know, you can start out at about 500 bucks a month and you'll get 15,000 calls to our API. Um, And then you can scale it up all the way to about half a million. It's one of our largest users per month at 5,000 a month.
0: Okay, good. So I love this. You've normalized your pricing around one biometric, which is number of API API calls per month, whether you want to compete with Zillow, or you're a hedge fund, or you're a REIT, it's just API calls per month. Yeah, that's interesting. That's great. Nice there for from a focus perspective. Um, And then put this on a timeline for me, when'd you launch?
1: So we launched, as stated in mid um, 2018, and let it out to the public in beta and Actively today, we only have about 75 daily active users on those plans.
0: Those are customers. Um, Pardon? Those are 75 paying customers. Correct. Okay, that's good. That's great. So can I, I mean, you listen to the show. Can I do the math? 75 times 500, that puts you about 30, 40 grand a month right now in revenue.
1: It's actually a little bit less than that um, for the API. Um, Traditionally, we had the Carfax for homes. Like in 2016, that product did 5.8 million in revenue. Um, so that is where a majority of our revenue comes from, um, is the, the one-off single family homes that people are looking at. So yeah, it, it might be a little bit confusing right off the so top So just of to head. be
0: clear, you, you had that, when did you launch that company? That was before 2018, 20 or
1: mid 2015.
0: Okay. So you launched that, that's kind of a cash cow for you. You're using that cash to subsidize the SaaS product, which is lower touch, higher volume, more predictability. Got it. Okay. Okay interesting. What did you enter Techstars with?
1: So they accepted us with the single family Carfax for Homes model, but they knew that we had bigger ambitions to start looking at if we could own all of this data and compete in a B2B market versus a B2C market. Because, you know, Foundry Group and Techstars, those are the businesses they look at. We knew that the B2C business didn't ever scale above 10 million a year we knew that at around 5 million it would take so much work to get it to a bigger number is that still flat at about 5 million a year exactly yeah. but it's consistent
0: and yeah. profitable yep yep um i mean can i ask you how much money can you pull out of that company each year to plow into this new kind of b2b play i mean is a couple million or no not that much not a couple million about 15% okay okay so that's i mean look that's what is it 3 4 500 grand that's still pretty good it's comfortable how many people are on that on that just only on that product, that team
1: we have. Oh, um, four, and we have about 18,000 monthly subscriptions on that business. Um, paying anywhere from 20 to a hundred dollars a month Same, <coughs> and it's uh, going down. We are, we're, we are not focused on that business. You're letting any, it churn because we, it, it had has high churn and it's low predictability and, it's it's not the big picture. It's not the big play in this industry. Um, Like I said, it's got a cap on it. It only grows so big. And the goal is to be able to provide this information for free one day. It's public record data that we're aggregating. The tools that we've built, this this information should be be free to consumers, especially when they're buying their first home. It's something that's not traditionally taught that I, I really do plan on diving into here in the near future. I think it's something that everyone should know how to do. Real estate, Traditionally is the majority of people's wealth when they retire and it's not traditionally taught properly.
0: Yeah, no I get look listen I get it. Um, I, I'm trying to understand I want to get in your head though in terms of, like the transition So that thing 18,000 people 20 bucks a month. You're letting them churn. That's 360 grand per month You're pulling out caught 400 500 grand in free cash flow from that each year to plow into the b2b play What's the b2b play doing right now per month?
1: Last month they did 17,000 in mr.
0: Okay, perfect good. With so
1: almost no churn
0: um, Okay, almost no churn. That's great so 17
1: API they integrated into their stack and there's no reason to ever get rid of that. Once you're, once it's already integrated. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Good. 17,000 bucks in MR 75 customers. That's about 200, 300 bucks a month per customer. They're integrated into the API. How many API costs per month now are you, are you processing across your whole base? Last month was 345,000. And what was it the month before that? So I can get a sense of growth. Ooh, 220. Okay. Good. I mean, so that's, that's pretty decent actually.
1: We had a customer in the home insurance space that went a little bonkers in December, but we were very happy about it.
0: Uh, Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Again, just to be clear, it's really great that you can measure the usage metric, the value metric being number of API calls, because it is directly correlated to your revenue. If you have your whole team focused on increased number of API calls, get the onboarding right, get it involved in the stack, that will drive more revenue, correct? Correct.
1: Yes, we wanted to take like the small, medium, large approach. It's like we have a fifteen thousand, a hundred thousand, and a five hundred thousand API call package, which has its has its pros and cons because sometimes depending on how much a a certain user uses their calls, it fluctuates the price per API call overall at the end of the month. And so while that is a it's a North Star metric that we're tracking very closely. It's changing every single month depending on each customer's usage because they're getting charged for they have up to this amount of calls. If they have 15,000, they might only do 1000 this month and then do 14,000 next month. And so we don't have enough predictability there. But I believe by give us another six months, and we'll have some really good data on that.
0: Do you, here's a big question. Do you let people roll over their credits or it refreshes every month? Refreshes every month. Yeah. That, that's, I think that's a smart way to do it based off all the interviews I've done. Um talk to me about how much you've raised. So how much to date? Three million from okay.
1: Foundry and Techstars.
0: And and why obviously it's nice for the ego, it's nice for the bank, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you have a free cash flow machine, right? I mean, why 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 take the extra capital after the Techstars program?
1: Honestly, born and raised in small town Canada, started the company in a small town outside of Vancouver, never had access to capital relationships um, or venture capital. And when I really started, when I went through Techstars and saw, I came to, I came from this to- town in Kelowna, British Columbia, to Boulder, like a mecca of startups and venture capital. Like there's Twitter across the street, Amazon, Google right there. I, I didn't have this picture of what it, what it really was to build a startup. And when Foundry Group offered us money, you know, I, I put them in a tier one investor category and they've had so many successes with data businesses that I knew having them on my side as like a head coach or a general manager, or however you want to look at it, our chances of success go up so much more. And just being an entrepreneur,
0: those are some of the best people you can learn from. Yeah. What's your team size today? 26. Including the people on the old product? Yep. Okay, which there's four over there, right? Yep. Okay. So 22 really all in on the B2B SaaS play. And I assume you guys are burning capital, right? Cause you raised. Yep. When you raised, how much runway did you raise for? In other words, are you burning what? 30, 50, hundred grand a month right now? A little bit
1: over a hundred. Okay. And when we raised our runway at that point was like, we had like 24 months.
0: Okay, good. Good, good. Yeah. So, okay. Good. You're raising for about, that's, that's a good metric to raise for. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. 22 people full-time on this new product, everyone there in Boulder or are you spread out? So
1: a majority of our engineering staff is in Canada because of pricing, um, and no, almost I'd say ninety percent of that staff are in in Kelowna, British
0: Columbia. Okay, uh, so so Canada and Boulder basically. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then talking about churn again on the on these seventy five customers, you said you have no churn. Is that is that you really have no churn? Less than two percent so far. Okay, that's like monthly or annually, or total. Monthly.
1: Yeah. So when, that was one of our pitches to our customers of like, we don't want to sign people up for these lengthy annual contracts. Agree to a year commitment, but give us a 60 day opt out if you want out. And we've changed pricing before. We didn't go to um, that small, medium, large until Q4 last year. So we have some legacy customers that are just a month. Yeah. For, and
0: that's
1: that's why the revenue is a bit lower.
0: What are you spending fully weighted CAC to get a new customer? Do you have do you have that dialed in yet or no? I do not. Come on, Josh, you said you're an AdWords guy. You've been doing this since you're 18 and you don't have your cat in yet?
1: We get so much organic traffic on this website that we're like struggling to figure out what it what it should be. And we <laughs> poor, don't spend money poor, on marketing.
0: Poor you. How did you get all the free traffic to your website? I mean, that's not just like a random mistake. Is it an SEO player or what? Of course. SEO? Yeah, okay. That was the plan all along. And so are you, a lot of companies have like, you know, Zapier is a good example. They have programs that will launch landing pages based off keyword terms. And it's kind of programmatic, kind of human. Are you more human or programmatic, would you say? Human. Okay, you are. So you're looking at like, this keyword's interesting. Go write a blog post on it. If the blog post does well over a month, then make it longer and index it and increase the header, you know, placement, things like that.
1: We've actually just been in the property data space for almost five years and playing around with it. So between like data nerds, our Carfax for home websites and URLs, and then estated, we've kind of like triaged it to if you type in property data API, estated or data nerds is going to show up. And that's like, I don't want to, it's a little bit of luck but we've been, we've been dabbling around in this space and writing about it and talking about it for a long, long time.
0: I know you're well, right, Prop, Property Data API, you've got you've got an ad there, you also have the number one organic spot, which is nice above Atom um, Data. Um, very good, all right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your uh, favorite business book? <sighs> right now, Principles by Ray Dalio. Yeah, that's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Bezos always <laughs> yeah number uh three what's your f- uh, favorite tool for building building the company
1: my favorite tool i couldn't live without google drive i think it's one of the greatest tools out there
0: <laughs> number four how many hours of sleep are you getting every night six and what's your situation married single kiddos single okay not married no kids running around nope all right and uh, how old are you
1: 29
0: 29 last question josh what do you wish your 20 year old self knew
1: Said it's all going to work out. Stay optimistic and maybe sleep a little bit more.
0: Guys, sleep a little more. It's going to work out. He knows a thing or two about property data, has a cash machine doing about, caught four or five million bucks a year. He takes 500 grand out of that to now build and fuel the software platform he's building called eStated. Think about, about it like a property data API. 75 customers paying that, whether it's kind of a home insurance company or kind of REITs or private equity funds. Uh, it's doing about 17 grand a month right now in, uh, in revenue. They're scaling that. They've raised 3 million bucks, 22 two people working full time on it between Canada and Boulder. Low churn right now, burning about 110 grand per month as they look up to scale and drive future growth. Josh, thanks for taking us to the top, man.
1: Hey, thanks a lot, Nathan. Appreciate it.